Hey, good afternoon. This is Brock with Chase the Vase. Hey, I'm coming at you again, day two. I want to I wanna chat with you about this new article. I don't know if you guys saw it that came out yesterday, dated July 14, 2021, by Maggie Fox from CNN. The title was, Drug Overdose Deaths in 2020 Hit the Highest Number Ever Recorded according to the CDC. Now, the first question is, it's about damn time. Maybe that's a statement. It's about time. I struggled with opioids 11 years ago, prescribed by my doctor openly. My doctor said, hey, you're a cop. You're never going to get addicted to these things. And 10 years later, I went through the, the detox process. Highest number ever. Check it out. Drug overdose deaths rose by close to 30% in the United States in 2020. Hitting the highest number ever recorded, guys. This is according to the CDC. Now listen to this. More than 93,000 people died from overdose in 2020. Listen, let me do that again. 93,000 people in one year. That's a 29.4% increase in deaths due to addiction. Increase from 72,151 projected for 2019. And these stats aren't even in. Let's get that clear. Overdose deaths, ready from synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, and psychostimulants such as methamphetamine also increased in 2020 compared to 2020, 2019. Cocaine deaths increased. And deaths from natural synthetic opioids such as prescription pain medication also rose. Now listen to this. Here's the statement. This is the highest number of overdose deaths ever recorded in a 12-month period and the largest increase since at least 1999. Huh. Check this out. This is what really stirred my pot a little bit. As in recent years, inappropriate use of opioids was behind most of the deaths. Inappropriate use of opioids. Listen, I was run over. I went to the doctor. I was prescribed opioids. There was no inappropriate use until I became addicted to it. And my doctor told me I couldn't get addicted. Now, shame on me? Absolutely. Now listen to this. An inappropriate use of, of opioids was behind most of the deaths. The, the NCHS reported that overdose deaths from opioids rose from 50,000 in 2019 to 69,710 in 2020. Here's a quote. This has been an incredibly uncertain and stressful time for many people, and we are seeing an increase of drug consumption. No shit. Difficulty in accessing life-saving treatments for substance use disorder and a tragic rise in overdose deaths. Here's the problem. The government, 
doctors, the experts, have no idea what they're talking about. Recovery programs out there, I've been to a lot of them. No idea what we're talking about. The problem is most people that are pulling the strings, making the decisions, have never struggled with addiction. They don't understand addiction. They don't understand how it happens. Let me, let me give you an example of this. And a few nights ago, my wife and I and two of my kids went out to dinner with a few young men. I don't, I don't want to stigmatize any of this, but we went out for dinner a few nights ago, sitting around, having a great dinner. And the comments about addiction came up. Now, you look at me. I don't look like an addict. I am an addict. That's 100% clear. Let me get that straight. I'm an addict. I have limited self-regulation when I was in active addiction. I am better now. I am improving. I'm getting better. I'm opioid and drug-free, okay? And let's just throw that on the table. I am an addict. But if you saw me at Walmart walking, you wouldn't pin me as, hey, that guy's an addict. That guy's been through addiction. No, I've cleaned up, okay? I'm 11 years sober, but I'm going to tell you inside, addiction's still there. It's not gone, okay? So as I'm sitting in with these young men, the, the comment of addiction came up, and one of the young men kind of said some things, uh, basically began to berate uh, users, addicts, because of experiences that his dad has had. Not him, not him personally, but, but his dad, okay? Now, I understand, but this is how stigma continues, okay? We don't become educated. We let the uneducated educate us, okay? Because of past experiences from other people, we, we fall in line. We don't get to know these people, we don't get to walk in their shoes. So for me, it's difficult to take, uh, take ridicule, take information, take help from somebody that's never gone through it. That's personal. That's for me. But as we sat there, um, he said some things that hurt my feelings a little bit, right? Here I am taking these two young men out to dinner. Now I understand that this young man has not gone through a lot. He, he was over his head in this conversation. He didn't, uh, he didn't know I was an addict. I think he was just trying to, to get involved in the conversation and, and, to, and then share his piece. But after he uh, stopped spewing his opinion and not facts, I said, you need to be careful what you say and who to say it around because I am an addict. Okay, and I could see him kind of take a step back. And I'm one of them. All right? I now experience 11 years of sobriety. But I need you to understand that people can change. Just because they're in active addiction doesn't mean they're stuck there. Right? There is a thing called repentance. There's a thing called atonement. There's a thing called change. An opportunity to pivot. Okay, and I, and, I, and I shared my experience with him. I shared my testimony with him. The, the, the power of change, the ability we have to change when we want to, right? Uh, I'm tired of the adage that once an addict, 
always an addict. You know what? It's not true. It's not true. That is spewed by unhealthy people. Now, do I keep a a living testament in my mind? Do I understand that I can slip again if I'm not careful? If I'm not doing the next right thing? Yes. But today, I don't have a desire to use. So let's get back to this uh, 2020 stats where where the government is saying that there's things that we need to do. I think there's an approach, kind of an approach, the same kind of urgency and strategy that has been applied to COVID could produce results over time. Listen, I'm not going to minimize or I'm not going to say anything against COVID-19. What I am going to say is we better wake the freak up because there's not a shot to heal people from addiction. You know, you know, I find interesting my, my man, Blue Robinson, I'm going to give him the love on this, but I'm going to tell you that if a plane crashed, okay, he used this example today, addict to athlete, uh, love you, Blue, but I'm going to steal from you, brother, because I like this analogy. If 93 people died in a plane crash, or let's just say nine different plane crashes, or 10 plane crashes, or 100 plane crashes, guess what? We would freaking be acting. We would be up in arms. We would be revolting. We would be wanting a change. But we have 90,000, 93,000 addicts dying. Where's the revolt? Where's the pandemic? Where is the, the hurry up and find a cure? There's none. There's none. You know, I had an opportunity today... To sit with a young man down the street from me. And I pulled over, saw him. He was struggling. I knew he was homeless. I knew he was going through active addiction. I wanted to talk to him. His name was Justin. Had a chance to, uh, to share some time with him and ask him what was going on. And he told me that he's from California. Moved to Arizona. Struggling. Lost his job right away. Became homeless. Started using heroin. Started using opioids. The story goes on, man, and I felt for Justin. But here, here's my concern. Who, who's going to save Justin? Who, who's trying to reach out and, and find him and post all these, these commercials and, and over the freeway signs, get your shot, you know, help an, help an addict? No, there, ain't, there is no overpouring of, of help anywhere. So, you know, what I want to do is I'm going to do a daily task. I want to do a daily challenge with everybody. And I'm going to do this. I started today. I took a picture of Justin. And uh, we sat and broke bread, man. We ate some uh, chicken wings together. Kind of a cool little experience. And uh, I asked him at the end, I said, hey, man, do you mind if I take a picture of you and share uh, the face of addiction, what it looks like? And he, he absolutely agreed, man. And so every day I'm going to go out there and find somebody not to expose them, but to highlight their story. You know, it's, it's, in, it's interesting in this, the last, the last little information talks about this Dr. Gupta. He experienced it viewing the drug crisis as a health problem, and he'll follow the evidence where it takes him. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, this man who the White House is going to uh, 
confirmed to put in to put in this spot to to make these these obvious changes um you don't want to go down this rabbit hole they they don't want to follow the evidence because it's it's not a good place it's a dark place where people go into active addiction and i'm telling you and until people are willing to do that until people are willing to to get into the trenches, to step in the ground, to step in the mud, to understand, to get close enough to these men and women who are battling. Listen, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I'm going to be an addict today. But every one of us wanted to not be an addict. Every one of us need a pivot point. We need somebody who can pull us out of it, need somebody who will take control of us and just give us some help, man. Let us know that we are important and we are loved. That's all I'm asking from you today. I'm asking you to reach out. It doesn't have to be a family member, but I'm going to tell you, if you're driving down the road, pay attention, open your eyes. They are everywhere and they are dying every single day. So my invitation to you will be, look up. Let me say that again. Look up. Pay attention to the people around you. I want to invite you to park your car. Get out of your car if it's safe. You know what I'm saying. If it's not a safe situation, don't do it. But I'm going to ask you to get out of your car and talk to them. Get to know them. Ask him their name. Buy him a polar pop. Whatever it is that you can show the love of Christ to these men and women who are going through it, you just may save them. The opportunity I had today, um, I, I, I've been given. I want to. I want to show this. I want to show this. I was given. I was given two two dollar bills from a young man who served a mission here in Arizona. The $2 bill was given to us by his father, Rich Rockwell. I'm giving you love, man. It says, have a great day, Rockwell. It's written on the $2 bill. And what was really cool was I was able to take that $2 bill out, and I was able to present it to this young man and give it to him and said, hey, you know what? You can do whatever you want with this. Shared my testimony in the love of Christ, the love that Jesus has for us, the, the power of change that he has for us. If we want to change addiction, if we, if we want to help this crisis in America, we need to invite Christ into their lives. And I'm telling you, this is honest. I'm speaking from, from addiction myself, okay? I gave this to him, and I sent a picture of this young man holding this $2 bill to Rich. And I said, hey, Rich Rockwell, this man, he, could, he this may be his pivot point because of the $2 bill with your love on it, man. And so I gave to this young man. I sent him the message and said, hey, Rich, this man may spend his money. He may go down the street and buy something with it. I'm okay with that. But it also may act as a trigger in his brain that people love him. That somebody out there stopped and gave him a $2 bill. Okay? Simple. It was given to me. Pay it forward. My invitation to you is to chase the vase, man. Go find things that are bigger than you and grab them. Also, I leave you with this. I know that God is bigger than this pandemic, this epidemic that we have going on today. And I invite you to find someone in your life that you can impart this wisdom to. Please share it. Please give it away and go chase the vase. Thank you for listening. I'm out.